Welcome to the Injury Law Pod, the podcast that explores and demystifies the complex world of personal injury law. Each week, Missouri personal injury attorney Eric Bartlett dives into the legal issues surrounding personal injury cases to help you understand your rights and options when seeking justice and compensation for personal injuries. The information Eric shares will help level the playing field if you have a personal injury claim. So sit back, relax, and let's explore the world of personal injury law together. Welcome back to another episode of the Injury Law Pod. I am your host, Eric Bartlett, 27-year personal injury lawyer, and this is the podcast where we talk all about issues and problems and things you need to know in the world of personal injury law. So if you're going through a personal injury claim, whether that's a work injury car accident, a fall, a dog bite, whatever it may be, you're at the right place. This is where we try to simplify these ideas and the information to really help you better understand what it is you need to know when you're in the situation. So welcome. And today we're going to be talking about a little unknown area of the law uh, when somebody is hurt and they are hurt while on the clock, so covered by workers' compensation, but then they're also hurt by somebody else's negligence. So somebody's on the clock working, it's not strictly a work injury in the sense so for example say somebody's at a factory and they get their hand caught or you know they hurt their back lifting a piece of equipment something like that in that instance it's strictly a work comp claim you have to go through the work comp system but sometimes somebody may be driving a vehicle for their employer or um, sometimes maybe they're working outside. Maybe, for example, there's a, an electrician and they're working somewhere else on a project and somebody not associated with their employer um, is responsible for causing their injury. When that occurs, the person that's hurt actually has two potential claims. So first, they do have the work injury claim. So just like any work injury claim, they will report it to their employer. The, in theory, the work comp process will begin the work comp insurance will provide them with medical care and if they have to be off work will provide them with weekly benefits and finally they are entitled to a disability settlement through the work comp system so all of that comes into play but when someone else is responsible for causing their injury, then you can also look at 
the claim against the other person. And at that point, you very well have two claims going at the same time. And it is important to understand the relationship between those because you do have these two separate claims under the law. So again, if you were just hurt in a car accident and you weren't on the clock, somebody else's fault, you'd have a claim against them and you wouldn't, you'd go get treatment right on your own through your health insurance. Obviously, if you have to miss time from work, you're not getting weekly benefits. You're, you're just missing that work, those types of things. And you would proceed accordingly. Uh, but here you've got these two claims, but again, when you have that situation, you have to uh, be mindful of how the appropriate way to handle them is. So why I say that or what I'm getting at is when you have a work comp insurance company paying for the medical, the time off, and if you get a settlement in the work comp, and then, and then you go after the, what we call a third party, right? The at fault person, company, whatever it is. Then if you settle with the at fault party, at least under Missouri law, the work comp insurance company has what is called a lien. And that is a legal term to basically mean they have a right to get paid back out of any settlement you get with that at fault party for money they've paid out. And if you don't get them paid back out of a settlement, well, they can chase you down. So that's why you have to be careful. And you, all, you also have to understand and know when it's beneficial to get one settlement before the other. So for example, if you know that you're going to get a settlement out of the at fault insurance company, say again, let's just use a car accident. If you know that there's gonna be a settlement coming along from that, then you may not wanna get a settlement through work comp because at the end of the day, Obviously, you're, that just adds to what you're going to have to pay back out of the settlement with the at-fault driver. So typically, when we're going through this with a client, we have to figure out how quickly we think we might be able to get the claim with the at-fault person resolved. So if it's going to be a fight, if it's going to drag on for a long time, and our client needs money because they've been off work and they've only been getting two thirds of their average weekly pay under the comp system, things like that, then, you know, it may make sense to go ahead, work towards that work comp disability settlement and get them some money in hand while we're fighting it out with the at-fault driver because, or, and again, that's using a car accident. So at-fault driver at fault party. But, you know, in, in that instance, it makes some sense, right? To go ahead, get some money in hand, help uh, the client 
sooner rather than later. And then again, just knowing that when the settlement comes with the third party claim, it's going to have to be paid back. Or if it's not a certainty, so remember in third party claims, those involve fault and you're you're having to prove that someone else was at fault caused you injury caused you damages and if there's a liability issue if it's not a you know what appears to be a certainty again if it's not a rear-end automobile collision you know in that instance liability is pretty clear but if it's not that and, and it may drag on then you know it may make sense to go ahead and get that work comp disability settlement get some money uh sooner rather than later um now on the other end of it if you settle the third party claim and you still have the work comp claim pending but let's say you've been released from medical care you haven't gotten a disability settlement you're pursuing this third party claim if you settle with the third party claim then the work comp insurance company gets a credit for what you have received out of the third party claim and typically speaking you're going to get more money from a third party claim because the work comp system as i've talked about before you know it's not great it's limited in every aspect and work comp settlements are typically less than what you can expect when you're making a claim against a third party that's just the nature of how it works so we generally operate under the idea that if we're going to get the third party settlement and we haven't gotten the work comp disability settlement then there's probably not going to be a work comp disability settlement because they're, the client is going to have gotten more money out of the third party by the time you factor in the credit to the work comp insurance company that basically they're not entitled to any money out of the disability settlement with the work comp. Whew, is your head spinning? Mine is. So again, you just have these two separate claims, but they interrelate with each other. And that's what's important to know and the timing of which one you decide to settle is really important because again it affects the other one and luckily in missouri there is a formula so when you have a third party settlement um, you you run a formula and it involves the attorney's fees expenses things like that and it can reduce how much the work comp carrier is going to get back out of the third party settlement. So that's really important because, you know, when you're getting these third party settlements, every penny counts. And the more that we can limit what is having to be paid out to these people that have, again, quote unquote, liens, um, that is interest in your settlement, then the better, right? And so um, most of the time, Again, depending on the circumstances, if we have that third party claim pending, we're not in a big hurry or rush to wrap up the work comp claim on the disability settlement because we figure they're going to get the money, but then they're going to have to pay it back. So 
it doesn't really benefit them. But again, sometimes money is important sooner rather than later. The third party claim maybe has to get filed as a lawsuit. There's no um, soon resolution of that at fault claim. And so it makes complete sense to go ahead and get the work comp disability settlement. So some instances where we've had that, again, car accidents are a large part of them. You know, we have a lot of people that are driving company vehicles, they're heading to a service call, they're transporting something for the business, whatever it is, and somebody else is caught, somebody else causes a car wreck and they have that claim. That's a very frequent occurrence. Um, we may have a police officer who's on the job. He's hit by another car. And again, got two claims. He's got the work comp claim, got the claim against the other driver. So we see this quite a bit. And, you know, in, in our world, right, it's, it's better when, when this happens as opposed to just getting injured at work and the exclusive remedy is work comp. I mean, now you've got the hopes of getting better compensation because someone else is at fault for it. Um, but it does happen. And another instance is, I mean, we've had people that were out working, like I said earlier, maybe an electrician, maybe a construction person, something like that. We had a person that was working on a project, ended up falling through the roof. Uh, come to find out the roof was not in a good condition and um, the property owner, you know, due to a lack of inspection and things like that, um, should have known about the roof. Obviously, no warning was given to anybody. Our person falls through, sustained serious injuries. Well, now, again, they had the work comp claim. They got their medical covered through work comp. They got weekly benefits while they were off work. But then we went after the property owner uh, to make a claim again against that person or that company's insurance. The other thing that you need to know when it comes to car accidents, and again, we have lots of these. I just wrapped up one where my client was hit by an uninsured motorist. And so he had the work comp claim, but then he's in a vehicle that has insurance coverage. So there was uninsured motorist coverage on the vehicle that he was in the company vehicle and so he was making an uninsured motorist claim through that company's insurance through that the company that he worked for that vehicle coverage he had a claim the other cool thing about that is typically speaking a person's own uninsured motorist coverage will also apply in that scenario. So the vehicle they're in owned by the company provides the primary coverage. So the primary uninsured motorist coverage, but then he can also make a claim on his own. It's secondary. It comes into play if there wasn't enough on the company vehicle. Now here's the mind blowing part. 
So you're thinking, okay, he's in a company vehicle, man, that's got to be probably a big policy of insurance on, you know, a commercial policy, right? Well, this is how companies generally write their policies for this type of situation. So generally speaking, they may have a million dollars of liability coverage on the car. And what that means is they've got a million dollars if their driver causes an accident and hurts someone. But what they do is they significantly reduce how much is available on the policy limits for their employee if there's an uninsured motorist cover or uninsured motorist claim. So they generally will only have maybe the state minimum $25,000, maybe uh, sometimes I've seen $50,000, but this is what they do. They, they don't want to pay out right much for their injured employee. So they write those policies uh, really low for those claims. The same would come into effect as well with underinsured coverage, which I've discussed many times. Underinsured coverage comes into play when the at-fault driver doesn't have enough insurance to cover the injuries, the damages, the medical bills, all those things. So usually these commercial policies will have an underinsured motorist coverage, but again, it's going to be a lot less. And again, the person's personal coverage they have on their own vehicles can come into play on the underinsured coverage as well. See, these are things that people don't typically know that if they're in a car and they're working and they're hurt by somebody else, there's potentially several layers of coverage available to them. So you just got to know all this going into it. The other interesting part, for example, I've had multiple different Kansas City police officers. And because Kansas City is a municipality, it gets an exception to having to have on its policies uninsured motorist coverage. That's right. Everybody else in the world has to have it. But a police officer in a police car is not covered by an uninsured motorist policy on that car. But luckily, they can look to their own auto policy, and it doesn't seem right. But that's what it is. And again, that's all, always news to my police officer clients because they just assumed that, you know, they would have all the appropriate coverages on the car they're riding in, but it's, it's not the case. So again, when you're involved in a work accident that is somebody else's fault, you've got to make sure you know exactly the steps you got to go through. You got to know what is available to you because again, if you're seriously hurt, you are scrambling to find all the money you can to get you compensated and take care of you. And if you you don't know that, nobody's going to tell you. Nobody's going to, certainly the work comp folks aren't going to throw it up. Hey, by the way, you know, you have a claim against that other driver. Um, you, you know, you got to know this. 
Um, and so it's really important and, and it's not easy. It's, it's complicated to make sure it's done right because if you don't do it right, you can certainly leave money on the table as you could already see. So in summary, just trying to outline this, you have to remember if you're hurt while working and it's somebody else's fault, you have to go about the process of finding out what all the coverages are there to help you so that you get properly compensated as you should under the law. So I hope this has been helpful to you. As always, we're, we're looking to provide the information someone in this situation needs. And you know, if you found it useful, I always ask, please leave us a five-star rating wherever you found us. And if you've got questions, you think you need help, please give us a call. We're always here. We're always ready to help as we can. Until next time, stay safe and stay well.